Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Friday morning. It's incredible. Within the span of a couple of weeks, the number one coach in college football, some would say the number one coach in college football history, may or may have not had the coronavirus, depending on what you think. And now, Trevor Lawrence, the number one quarterback in the sport, has definitively tested positive on Wednesday. So we had Nick Saban affected in some ways, affecting the Alabama program, and Clemson's Trevor Lawrence certainly impacting the Tigers program. They will end up taking on Boston College tomorrow without Lawrence. He's in 10-day isolation. If you haven't heard the story, good morning. Welcome to Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to talk gambling coming up in nine minutes and the very real possibility. And let's just not be blind to the fact that a lot of people are wondering what would the line be for Clemson's game against Boston College without Trevor Lawrence. Would it be off the board? We'll talk about it with our gambling expert, Joe Fortenbaugh, coming up. He'll also take your calls, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. But let's get back to the priorities. Even though the playoff, subsequent games, all of that gambling, it's all in the mix, but it's all about the health of Trevor Lawrence. And again, Saban Lawrence, gigantic marquee name headlines. Jay, you brought up something I want to just get your opinion on. And this is really important because if you are in the Big Ten, as we all know, or you may know, if you test positive, you missed three weeks, which is 21 days. And since there are no buys in this league, that essentially is going to be three games. If you're in the ACC, like Trevor Lawrence, you have to isolate for 10 days from the onset of symptoms, which we are hearing was Wednesday. So that could put him back for next Saturday, not tomorrow, but next Saturday's game against Notre Dame, which would be a gigantic top five clash. So he would be there for that. In the Big 12, you have a minimum 53-man roster. If you don't have 53 guys on the team, you cannot play. Remember, 85 scholarships. So if you get hit hard in the Big 12 and you don't have 53 and at least seven offensive linemen to protect the number one guy in the field, the quarterback, you can't play. Forever in a day, the biggest criticism about college football, Jay, has been it's totally uneven. Some teams play eight conference games. Some play nine. Some play have, some have FCS opponents. Some don't. This is the biggest, strongest, most firm example about how the unevenness of college football is rearing its ugly head. And because it's all regional and different regional aspects, geographically, different things are happening. So obviously in the Big Ten, you know, it's this is my frustration with it because they're obviously having a flare with COVID. The whole country is having a flare of COVID right now. But the, the protocol is so drastically different. 21 days for the Big Ten as opposed to 10 days from the onset of symptoms within the ACC. That could be pretest. Yeah, that's just... That's where imagine if that was if that's what it was for Graham Mertz. If it was ten days from the onset of symptoms, like that's a drastically different scenario for Wisconsin. There's stud QB. Yes, than it is for Clemson, and that's why I feel like you wish there was one unity. If college football playoff committee can set the tone for who they dictate is in the Final Four, how come they can't set the overall rules? for protocol for what it takes to work through a pandemic. I don't understand that. Key, no commissioner what, in this sport. No commissioner. No, but what what's better? Is it better for the 10 days or is it better for the 21 days? Did the Big Ten get it right on the 21-day list? I mean, you know, is is 21 days better because you, you go through so much different medical testing within those 21 days? Or is 10 days just because we got to get back on the field and we got to play? I'll flip it on you. What's Did better? the Big Ten get it right or wrong by returning or even postponing? They've been on both sides of this coin. Well, the, 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 the postponing part is more about giving themselves time to figure it out. They could have just not said anything and then just kind of 
figured it out, then came back, and we wouldn't even be having a conversation about what the other leagues did. What the other leagues essentially did. But they stepped out and said, well, we're going to basically cancel it, even though we just issued a schedule several days before. But now we're going to do it this way and then, you know, have to go through all the the presidents of the universities making decisions on whether or not they could come back and play. You know, I've always been of the belief that because – health is always the most important part of it is that you don't run the risk. You just come back and play next year. But once everybody started playing and they started putting these things together and people started actually playing and getting on the field, it's like now at this point, it's like, okay, well just make sure everybody stays healthy as much as possible. And when people uh, become positive, make sure you have some protocols in place to protect the others. But see, this is where I get confused. So, you know, my wife and I, we want our, I want my mother-in-law to come to our home in Connecticut for a couple of days, right? So she's coming in from Indiana, hotbed state, mm-hmm. okay? You, you see all this protocol by all the airlines that if they were to fly after they go through recognition when they get to the airport, like they have to stay quarantined for 14 days. You start looking at CDC guidelines, 10 to 14 days staying quarantined when you travel to a different state. So if that's the CDC guidelines, why are the Big Ten's guidelines different? And I understand what you're saying, Key, from a – well, extra time to make sure. But if other people are abiding by these rules, why are their rules different? Before you it, answer that, Key, there is one distinction to make. If you're just thinking about the Big Ten being in the Midwest footprint, remember, it stretches from far west as Nebraska through the middle of the country all the way to Maryland and New Jersey. This isn't your father's Big Ten where it's just clustered in the Midwest. That's a wide swath of the country, Key. No, it is. And you, and to, to answer your question, Jay, I'd rather have more time than less. And I think that's probably what Kevin Warren and the Big Ten thought about. They said they'd rather have more time than less. They never really factored into the thought about, okay, well, we don't have a bye. We're going to lose this individual, whoever these people are, are going to lose three games. They they looked at more of the health concerns. If you go back and you yeah. remember his first one of his pr- first press conferences, the first thing he said is the well-being of the student athletes and their health. Paramount. That 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 is most important. So I'm sure when all the little medical people start to get together at Michigan, Michigan State, Northwestern, all these places, they said 21 days is better for us. We don't care what the ACC and the SEC and the Big Ten, a Big Twelve does we just care about what we do they want us back on the field we're getting back on the field but we are going to go 21 days if anybody contracts the virus period i I get that i I do value health more than winning in college football playoff representation but if this i understand it and i agree with you so it just just becomes interesting if i mean this happens to wisconsin it becomes a national story but let's be real about this it's not as big of a story if it were to happen to Ohio State. Agreed. If this happens to Ohio State, then I think the pressure becomes exponentially monumental. But and I, that puts more pressure on the Big Ten for why they, they then have to answer a lot more of these questions. Whereas I feel like with Wisconsin right now, it's like, well, okay, the story's out there. It just It's not as big of a story as it would I, be. I feel like the Big Ten and the commissioners and the presidents at this point in time don't give a damn about what people think. They get, we you gave do? you, you do, we gave you football. Okay. That not, we gave you your football back. They're on the field playing. We knew that this could happen. We gave you the football back, but because it's a give and a take, we're going to give you football. We're going to get our 21 days on health. 
Now, that could derail, like you said, Ohio State, for instance, which is the favorite, obviously, to come out of the Big Ten. And that could derail them if something happened to one of their top players or several of their top players, and now all of a sudden they miss three games because of the protocol. I don't believe that the Big Ten, even to be honest with you, would remotely care about that as much as they do the health. Fair enough. I just want to mention Joe Fortenbaugh is on the way here in two minutes. If you're unfamiliar, here's our ESPN gambling expert. So what happens to the line, which currently sits at Clemson, a 31-point favorite over Boston College, if you want to gamble on anything else? Saturday in college football, Sunday in the NFL, gigantic slate, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Or if you just want to take the phone out, you're busy, you want to hit us up, key J and Z, and you want to ask a question that way on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, you can do that as well. I just want to quickly read the statement from Trevor Lawrence himself, since this is the young man in the midst of it all. And then we will get to Joe Fortenball here in just one second quote. I have tested positive for COVID-19 and my symptoms have been relatively mild while I'm following the protocol from Clemson and the ACC. The only thing that hurts is missing an opportunity to be with my teammates this weekend and play the game. I love this. According to Lawrence, he went on to write, I hate that I can't be there, but I'll be watching from isolation and pulling for our guys while I wait for the opportunity to rejoin the team. God bless and go Tigers. Again, 10 day isolation from the onset of symptoms. If that is to be believed as Wednesday, the day he tested positive, he could be back for next week's Titanic top five showdown with the Irish. And I want to mention that through contact tracing to this particular point, no other players on Clemson have tested positive. So that is an excellent piece of news. He is, though, experiencing mild symptoms. People his age generally asymptomatic, but that is something we should keep in mind, and we are hoping for the best for Trevor Lawrence. All right, let's do it. Let's get to Joe Fortenball. He joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, our gambling guy, Jay Will. He wishes we could do this at 6 a.m. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas. Any day that ends in Y, right? It gives you an unbeatable engine protection. The proof always in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Uh, Joe, good morning. I, I feel kind of creepy and dirty asking this question because the health of Trevor Lawrence is way more important. But, but, but. There are some people out there that want to throw down a couple shekels on Saturday. So with everything said, importance, priority to Trevor Lawrence's health. With this being a 31-point spread against Boston College tomorrow, what is Las Vegas doing with regard to this line, making sure we keep this in the proper perspective? Well, Zubin, first of all, you hit the nail right on the head. He's feeling pretty good. He's feeling healthy. That's the good thing here is that while it's a test, while he tested positive, He's still feeling good. He releases the message. Everyone's hoping he's going to get better and he's going to get back out on the field. So we can discuss this. We don't have to necessarily feel so dirty. You don't have to associate dirty with Joe Fortenball right off the top when we begin <laughs> the interview process. Very clear. But I'll tell you that it's it's a little bit in flux. The game was sitting at about 31, 31 and a half with Clemson as his big favorite over Boston College. So the discussion this week, is it a possible look-ahead spot? Maybe BC gets a cover because Clemson's focused more on the Irish. Maybe Clemson doesn't want to show a whole lot. And then the Trevor Lawrence news hits. Depending on where you look, there are a variety of movements that have taken place. I've seen it move as much as eight points down to 23 and a half. That would make some sense considering he's the best football player in the country and he's quarterbacking what many believe to be the best team in the country. We saw this with Aaron Rodgers years ago when he went down and Brett Hundley stepped in at quarterback. That line moved uh, eight to 10 points in the wake of that injury. Quarterback is the most important position. It's the one that's going to see the most point spread movement no matter what. So we've seen as much as eight. I've seen some shops that have only moved four 
from 31 and a half to 27 and a half. So that's where we stand as of now. I don't know anyone who's who's found an angle on this just yet. I don't have an angle on it. I'm waiting for more information. I do hope he's healthy. I do hope everything works out so he can play against Notre Dame next week. Joe, I uh, gave Jay Will some some money to lay a bet on the Penn State Ohio State game for me because I don't bet. We just gonna split the winnings. The number <laughs> the number opened around thirteen, but it's moved to twelve with the Ohio State. Obviously, Ohio State being favorite. How should Jay play this for me? <laughs> This is a tough one. This is a real tough one because you have Penn State coming off that awful, awful loss at Indiana last week, right? They're laying about six and a half. They got to be coached up to the point where they go down. You don't score that touchdown. Indiana wants you to score. You find yourself in overtime after Indiana drives the length of the field, and you lose the game on a tough, controversial call at the end. I'm not here to make a case either way as to whether or not the player was in, but I will say that if you're a college kid and your season may have went up in smoke that fast, how do you turn around and get ready for Ohio State? James Franklin, historically, has done a really good job with the Lions getting them ready for this spot, but Ohio State looked like a freight train last week. So I would say most likely, if you're going to make a wager here, you're probably going to get some value on Penn State plus the points considering the public saw what happened last week, and they're going to want to throw the talent on the Nittany Lions. That's one of the reasons why I like Rutgers this week, catching more than 10 at home. No one likes Rutgers, right? But Greg Schiano's back at the helm. They won last week against Michigan State. They're off and running with this new era. Indiana coming off that huge win against Penn State, celebrating on campus, having a wonderful time. This is where you find value going against teams like that. So I'd make a play on Rutgers. If anything, I lean a little bit to Penn State, but it's not a game I love. Joe, I know somebody that likes Rutgers. Rutgers. His name is Zubin Mahinti. I mean, that's there you go. Right, across, right across from me. Um, I know how to play to my audience, Jay. Uh, yeah. I know what I'm doing here. <laughs> hey, so look, Trevor Lawrence was obviously a heavy, heavy favorite to win the Heisman. Does this change the market considering him having COVID? It's a great question, and it's going to depend on how many games he misses. He's the favorite, the runaway favorite right now with Justin Fields from Ohio State right behind him. Fields was actually about 7-1 to one before his first game, and uh, Doug Kazarian, who's smart enough on Daily Wager to say, look, this, this price is only going to go down once he starts playing, and that's exactly what ended up happening. He made one appearance this past weekend, looked fantastic, got dinged up a bit, but now the odds came crashing down. So this is going to tighten up the field a little bit, but it's all going to depend on how many games Lawrence is out for. If Lawrence returns against Notre Dame, I think it's just going to be a blip on the radar to miss one game because ultimately, look at how we're trying to grade all these guys against one another. You got the Big Ten season starting two months late. You got the Pac-12 starting whenever the Pac-12 decides to start. (laughs) Everything's so up in flux that people are going to be willing to probably overlook maybe just one miss. But ultimately, if he misses two, three games, something like that, it's going to really open up the door for Justin Fields. There's no doubt. You can hear Doug and Joe on ESPN's Daily Wager, our gambling program. Joe's also on our digital show, Bet, which is doing great. You can watch that on Facebook and all the social media platforms. He joins us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. We'd love to have you join us. Any questions? You want to bet a little college football? You want to bet a little NFL on Sunday or Monday? Joe's your man. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, or hit us up at KeyJNZ if that's easier for you. We'll try to get it to you. Let's get to Aaron in Indianapolis. He's on ESPN Radio. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, the, the game I have a question about is the Virginia-North Carolina game. It, uh, last night was at minus 6.5. Now it's at minus 7. That seems a little low for me. Virginia off four straight losses to Clemson, North Carolina State, Wake Forest, all where they, uh, where they didn't – well, I think they covered against Clemson. 
but that's, that seems a little bit low for me. It, it, it is at home, but let's face it, is, is there really a home field advantage with a limited crowd? Mm. Um, I know they played Miami close last week and covered that 10-point spread. But, you know, my opinion, I think this line should be up more like 10 to 14. What are your thoughts? That's what I'd be looking at, too. I'd be playing North Carolina there if I was going to get involved. North Carolina's got some offense. We saw them roll up 56 against Virginia Tech a few weeks back. Um, lost that game to Florida State. So you're going to have a lot of people who are questioning Mac Brown and questioning the program because this was one of those one of those teams everyone was buying into. They, potential sleeper. Could this be the team that upsets Clemson? If you go back to the start of last season, they gave Clemson a run for their money in a big way. They had them on the ropes late, and that's what rallied Clemson for the rest of the season. Clemson was annihilating everybody because uh, North Carolina put the fear of God in them early in the season. That stumble against Florida State, they rebounded nicely to hammer NC State by 27. You're seeing the money move in their favor. That might be the type of thing that brings that team back together and gives you a little bit more focus. So if I'm doing anything there, I'd be looking at the Tar Heels as well. I think this is the first time on this show that I've said the word Chanticleers. Joe in Pennsylvania, you're on ESPN (laughs) Radio. Go ahead. Hey, I'm looking at the uh, Coastal Carolina-Georgia State game. I'm not sure if I like the spread in this one, but I do like the over. I just wanted to get your thoughts. My God, I got to tell you something um, with with Ravens, Steelers, Seahawks, 49ers, all these options out there. You have an incredible listener base if they're calling up to ask about Coastal Carolina, who's been an absolute freight train this year. But you might want to start looking in the other direction at some point. The market's going to catch up to that whole thing. Georgia State has been very, very good at times this season. You're seeing some movement to the total here. And I want to bring this point up. This is for college. This is for pro. This is for fantasy, daily fantasy, and gambling. Check the weather reports this weekend. Check the weather reports. You have some NFL games where the totals are plummeting because of wind. And I know Keyshawn can speak more to this. The public tends to think that rain and snow will have more of an effect on the offense and defense. It's the wind. The wind can kill a passing game. Uh, Green Bay, Minnesota has dropped from 56 to 51. New England, Buffalo has dropped from 45 and a half to 41. The Raiders in Cleveland have dropped from 55 and a half to 50 and a half. And you have wind in uh, Chicago as well, where the total has gone from 47 to 43 and a half. So for fantasy players, for gamblers, for DFS, keep an eye on that. Coastal Carolina and Georgia State, same thing. Total was as high as 65 and a half. It's down to 59 and a half. A lot of the the South is dealing with the uh, effects of Hurricane Zeta. We saw some of that with the Panthers and the Falcons last night. So be very careful in that situation. I'd look to an under there in that game. If you're looking for a side, I can see why people get on Coastal Carolina. The money's moved it from one and a half up to two and a half. But don't sleep on Georgia State in this game. Joe, you're absolutely right. The wind is the worst thing for skill position players and quarterbacks to try to throw the football. Let me ask you, the Cowboys are 0-7 against the spread moving to uh, 0-8 would tie the worst start to the season. Caesars currently has the Eagles at minus 9 for Sunday night's football. Do you expect for that to continue? It's like, what do we do with this game? This game, this, this, it hurts my brain to try to figure out how to bet this game. And it's Sunday Night Football, so of course I have to bet it. So I got to figure something out here. So what do we want to do, right? We look at Philadelphia. They're tied for 28th in turnover differential, 23rd in scoring, 22nd in scoring defense. They make so many mistakes, and they're laying nine points in this game. So we look to the other side of the field, and it's the Dallas Cowboys. No heart, no leadership, nothing. Yeah, Andy Dalton gets knocked out of a game. You don't have a single player who even bothers to acknowledge it on the field. No one, no one's even upset by the what takes place. Week in, week out, 
they get off to a slow start. I'll tell you, there's no way I'm laying nine points with the Eagles, and it kills me as an Eagles fan. I'm not laying nine points in this spot. That team has made so many mistakes this season. There's no way I'm doing that. It's the same thing that happened a few weeks ago when Dallas was laying nine to the Giants. Everyone kept telling me, man, the Giants stink. The Dallas has the worst defense in the NFL. I'm not laying nine points with the worst defense in the NFL. So with Philly, I might look to a six-point teaser. You can tease the spread from nine down to three. Now you need to find a team to pair them up with there. A lot of people will look to Green Bay. I'd see be, be cautious with that one. But that might be the only play for me. I'm not going to play a side. I can't rally behind either one of these teams. All right, Joe, talk to me. L.A. in Miami right now. L.A., Minus three and a half to his game. First game. Thoughts? Yeah, let's 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 bring the let's, bring let's the go noise down. Let's have a nice little conversation here by the fireside. Try to figure out exactly what we want to do. I love how you you set that one up. <laughs> um, I I'm gonna play Miami here. There's a there's a lot I like about this situation with Miami. First and foremost. Uh, two weeks to get ready for this game. So they've had the bye. Two is known for two weeks that he's going to be the starter, and there's no tape on him in the NFL. So when you're the Rams and you're game planning for this, you have no idea what this offense is going to look like. You can guess, but you don't know. You know what the Fitzpatrick-led Dolphins offense looks like. You don't know what the Tua-led offense looks like, and I'd expect some wrinkles. So that's one reason I like him, plus the two weeks to get ready. Number two, the spot for the Rams is horrible. They just played Monday night at home, so this is a short turnaround where they have to go all the way to the East Coast. This is their fourth trip to the East Coast in seven weeks. Philly, Buffalo, Washington, and now Miami. I don't know what they did to offend the schedule makers, but that's brutal. You look at Miami – There are some metrics that say the defense has struggled, some that say it's been pretty good. They are second in the NFL in opponent yards per point. Only Baltimore's better, and that stands out to me. They're vulnerable in some areas. I'm taking the points with Miami here. It's not one I love, but it's one I definitely have circled and I've played already. And speaking of love, if you love what you heard from Joe, there's so many ways to catch him on Daily Wager with Doug Gazirian Tuesday through Friday on television, 6 Eastern on ESPN2. Again, our digital show bet. And you can hear him on game day Saturday on ESPN Radio from 1 to 4 when all these great games are going on. Joe, thanks as always, and we will see you next week. Gentlemen, lay it with the Ravens. Lay it with the Ravens. Zig when people zag. Now that the Steelers beat Tennessee, everyone suddenly wants to jump on the Steeler train. That's the time to get off. Jim Harbaugh, mm. John Harbaugh, excuse me, 9-3 and three against the spread when coming off the bye, covering by an average of eight points per game. The Ravens are the play on Sunday. Love it. Zig when you zag. Essentially, when the public goes one way, immediately run in the other direction. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin brought to you by Barbazol. Barbazol shaving cream comes out thick and rich and doesn't break down. That's why Barbazol is America's number one shaving cream. Close shave America. Close shave Barbasol. Close call here on what our four downs are going to be. Our top four NFL matchups of the weekend are next. It's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right. 100 100 times times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats. Types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to 
prizepicks.com slash morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's time for Four Downs, the four big NFL stories. We'll get Key and Jay's thoughts. Let's go. Four Downs. First down, Patriots at Bills. Well, the Patriots are relatively in unfamiliar territory. The Bills have a better record for the first time since 2012 than the Patriots in week four. The Patriots have lost three straight for the first time since 2002. Huh. Imagine what could happen if New England drops this one in Buffalo. Cam Newton obviously is very frustrated with his play over the last couple of weeks, but I'm sure everybody in Foxborough as well as in the New England area are not very happy. You look at the FPI chance to win game, 59% goes to the Buffalo Bills, 41% to the New England Patriots. I'm picking <laughs> the Bills in this one. Unfortunately, I think this will be the last game we will see Cam Newton as a starter for the quarterback for the New England Patriots. Second down, Steelers at Ravens. This is an interesting matchup, right? You got Big Ben against Lamar Jackson. Get this. They haven't seen each other at all, played against each other. And both of these guys, when Lamar Jackson, this is entering his third year in the National Football League, has yet to see Big Ben Hmm. because Big Ben has missed time. And now all of a sudden they see each other. So who gets the best of who? I think the Pittsburgh Steelers get the best of the lack of passing game by Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens receivers. Pittsburgh, simple. Play cover two. Keep him in front of you. Eyes in front. 67% says that the FBI chance to win says 67%. Baltimore versus Pittsburgh at only 33. I don't agree with that, though. I'm going to pick Baltimore in this game. I think it comes down to can Lamar Jackson find success through the air? And it's been a challenge, Key. I know you may mention multiple times, get him outside the pocket, throw outside numbers. I think he's going to be able to do that against the Steelers secondary. Yeah, I, I don't think so. No? I, I, okay. you, look right. at the, you look at one of the worst games he's ever played last year it was against the Pittsburgh Steelers. What they did is they forced him to throw on the perimeter opposed to in the middle of the field something he likes to do with tight ends, and he had a horrible day. They, they tricked him, and I think that continues. Okay. Third down, 49ers at Seahawks. This is an interesting game. You got a 4-3 and three San Francisco 49er team going up against a 5-1 and one Seattle team that lost to the Arizona Cardinals a week ago. So they're mad. They're not very happy. They went out to try to get some help in Carlos Dunlap, who won't play for them this week in, in terms of the defense. But Russell Wilson can take advantage of San Francisco's secondary. There's no question about it. I like Seattle in this one running away. Zubin, when does Jamal Adams come back? That's a really good question. You know no about idea. that, Key? I know he's hurt. I don't know when he comes back. You just wonder, obviously, about their past defense. is so atrocious. But I, I'm, I'm with you, Key. I actually don't know. I, if, Jimmy, if Jimmy G brings that kind of game against Seattle secondary, I think he puts enough points on the board for the Niners to win. The problem that you have with Jimmy Garoppolo is who, who, who is he throwing to? Like, who will he be throwing to? Uh, yeah. Debo Samuel is out. That is the key to their passing game. Obviously, 
Kittle, the big tight end, is there. But outside of that, you take away the receivers on the perimeter, which I believe Seattle can. If San Francisco doesn't use the recipe that they watched Arizona use or Cam Newton when he was in Seattle use, then I think this game goes to Seattle. Let me quickly mention he did not practice this week, and Jamal Adams has not played since week number three. So that tells you something about his prognosis. Fourth down, Saints and Bears. I'm going with New Orleans. This is not even a question for me. I like the fact that Chicago has a solid defense, but that guy, number 13, I have a sneaky feeling, and Michael Thomas will be appearing on Sunday. No one told me anything. I just have a sneaky suspicion that they get a boost from their star wide receiver. That's all. Uh, it was last week that I said the last, the next three games would tell you if the Bears are real or not. We obviously saw what happened on Monday Night Football when yes. they lost. Yes. Um, I think this week they're going to lose again. And next up, at the Titans. It's going to be another loss. I, this team just doesn't have it offensively, inept offensively. Defensively, great. Horrible. You're you wondering why I'm laughing, probably. Go huh? ahead. What do you got? Well, because Evan's in my ear talking about it'd be a real punch to the Bears if my nephew comes back. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to laugh. We don't know what happened. Can neither okay? confirm nor deny. Neither confirm yes. nor deny what happened and took place. Allegedly, there was a scuffle. Ah, the plausible <laughs> deniability. Let's get to the bonus down. Bonus down. Raiders at Browns. This is an interesting one here. No OBJ, Baker Mayfield seems to play better because he's not locked on to number 13 in OBJ. OBJ's not asking for the football. He's not stressing him. He just simply needs his quarterback to deliver the football to other guys now that he's not on the field. You could get some play out of People Jones, the young kid out of Michigan. You obviously got Landry there. There's Higgins that's there. But the Raiders are a really interesting football team. They're not as good as we thought they were. They're not as bad as we thought they were. they just kind of in the middle. I think they still have a shot as a, as a wild card in the playoffs, and they know – that they need this game very bad. Traveling from the West Coast to Cleveland, the weather changes a little bit coming out of Vegas into Cleveland. I'm sure there'll be some sort of weather change for the Raiders coming out of a dome and going into an open-air stadium coming off that lake can be very, very cold. Lake effect. Keith, think about how the narrative has changed so quickly on this team. Can you imagine if two years ago the Browns would have lost their star running back and their star wide receiver? Nobody would give them a chance against the Raiders. But it seems like the culture, it seems like the mentality of this team, which we have to see how they respond to, seems like things are changing. If Baker can continue to play the way he did mm-hmm. last game, I'm going with the Browns. Fair enough. And that'll do it for four slash five downs. Keyshawn J. Oh, Rizzo. wait. What I need got? to take a what team, too. I'm taking the Raiders. Okay. You're taking the Raiders. You just built the Browns up to take the Raiders. Gotcha. Yeah, but that's okay. Right. I, I, I can do that. I like that. I respect that. I got to go against you anyway, though. I can't go with you. <laughs> hey, man, why you didn't stay at Rutgers? I what? just want to know that. You're a New Jersey kid. Why you didn't go play basketball What are you talking about? I just – It didn't come right with the duffel bag. <laughs> Don't say that, <laughs> I'm joking. Boy. Don't I'm say joking. that. Y'all already – State bad. budget in the red. I can confirm that. I grew up in New Jersey. A lot, a lot of programs have been cut. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. On the way, last week, Dabo Sweeney was talking about not winning by enough. This week, particularly yesterday, he'll talk about not winning – with Dabo, the coach's comments on his star quarterback's coronavirus is on the way. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Man, this is, you know who this is? This Help is Tupac, not Tupac. Okay. All right. Tupac tu- Shakur? Tupac Shakur, not okay. Tupac Shakur. Is this the original Tupac? Wasn't was this a sample? No, this is original. Uh Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive, proud to honor our veterans by donating cars to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. I want to read you the statement from Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney about Trevor Lawrence testing positive for the coronavirus. If you're just sort of waking up, that indeed has happened. He's going to be out for tomorrow's game against Boston College. Don't listen to Key. It is a sample from the 1986 hit, The Way It Is. By Bruce Hornsby. Bruce Hornsby. Oh, he said he sampled it. Yeah, in the range. Oh, I'm sorry, Come man. Come on, I'm, man. I'm texting and doing Don't everything. Don't be trying no. to tell people fallacies out here. Okay, it's a sample. Calm down, okay, little I got fella. It. I got it. <laughs> so this is Dabo Sweeney. Uh, quote, Trevor has authorized us this evening to announce that he has tested positive for COVID-19 and is now in isolation. He said that in his statement, he is doing well with mild symptoms, but will not be available for this week's game against Boston College. While we certainly will miss Trevor, this is an opportunity for other guys to step up, and we're excited about competing against a very good BC team on Saturday. Go Tigers. He'll be in isolation for 10 days, and once that 10 days is up, he could be eligible to play in their next game, and if that is moved back, and essentially that 10 days began on Wednesday when he tested positive. He could be back for next Saturday's game, a gigantic one against Notre Dame. But let's not put the cart before the horse. Mild symptoms. Hope he's feeling well. On the call Saturday for a drastically different game between Boston College and Clemson will be Joe Tessitore, Greg McElroy, and Holly Rowe. Greg was on SportsCenter with Scott Van Pelt last night. Remember Greg himself, a national championship winning quarterback, much like Trevor Lawrence himself, essentially pinning it on the other side of the ball since Clemson's best offensive player won't be there. To expect them to come in and fill that void and do so admirably without any drop-off whatsoever is unreasonable. I guess when you lose an elite player, the responsibility kind of – it goes out to the rest of the team. And and frankly, the offense is just not going to be as good. I mean, I I don't care what anyone says. So there you have it. You kind of disagree with that. Yeah, but because Clemson is plug-and-play, man. They much like Alabama, Ohio State, the way USC used to be. They just stack them up one behind the next. You're not. They're playing Boston College. It's a factory. Or something. It's a factory. It's a plug and play. I understand that. I understand that. 
we like Trevor Lawrence and we want to build him up and we think he's going to win the Heisman. But in this situation, DJ Agalulea, I think I'm close to getting his name right. The if backup. not, DJU, the backup quarterback, is plug and play. We've seen it. And he's actually played a little bit, and too. he's actually played. That's the one benefit of Clemson blowing everybody out. You can always get the well, next studs a little bit of play. They're time. going to blow the doors off of Boston College just like they were before. Nothing's changing. If, if the game was up in BC, I would be a somewhat concerned, maybe. But the game's in Death Valley. It's, it's not going to be a game. I don't think it's going to be a game at all. Keyshawn J. Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating cars to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program, plans for 2020, keystoprogress.com. Uh, take me inside. You're a wide receiver. You're a teammate. This is a big opportunity for the kid. How does the offense change considering you are replacing not just a player, the best player in the sport? Well, it, it could change to a degree, meaning they may decide to do more things that DJ does well that they necessarily probably couldn't do with Trevor. Maybe DJ runs the ball a little bit more. But for the most part, Clemson's going to run their offense. I mean, we could go through a history of the quarterbacks that came with Dalbo Sweeney, whether it was uh, Dantzler, Deshaun, Kelly Bryant, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, they just, they're a plug-and-play organization now. It's just the facts of it. If five-star goes down, they plug in a four. If a four goes down, they plug in a five. And that's just, that's, that's all they do. It's a factory. You can and it's the- like the old Alabamas. It's like the old USC's, the Ohio State's, to a degree the Michigan's. In basketball, it's like Duke. Oh, we lose Jay Will. No problem. We're going to go find us another elite point guard. Mm-mm. Oh, they ain't going to find you. No. I just said another. <laughs> um, I didn't say you. <laughs> no more Keyshawn Johnsons out there. I, I will say, though, on, on the flip side, too, Key, like, how does this change the preparation for Boston College? Because – and I understand that DJU, I call him DJU because I cannot pronounce his last yeah, name. And I do not uh, yeah. want to butcher this on national radio or TV. So DJU, um, it, it, there's not a lot of tape out on him. How do you even prepare for somebody that you haven't seen a lot of? Well, the only thing you can really do is is trust that Clemson's going to run what they run and do what they do. And you basically have to go off the tape that you do have that's out there. Um, the little bit that he has played as far as his style go and his mechanics. But – if a, if a receiver's going to be in a certain spot on a certain formation, chances are that's where he's going to be. I mean, it, it, they're not going to all of a sudden scrap their offense and go with DJU. Mm. I was going to try his name again, but I didn't want to screw Let's it up. keep it simple. Um, and they're not going to all of a sudden scrap it and do something different. They're going to run what they run. That's just what it is. If it's, if it's RPO game with Trevor Lawrence, they're going to run the RPO game with DJ. That's just what they do. He may, like I said, he may run the football a little bit more at times because that's just his ability. But the dude is awesome. I mean, he really, truly is a hell of a player. I'm really excited to see what this young man does with the opportunity. I mean, it, it, that's all you can ask for. Like, and I know it's not the same because one is on the pro level, the other is on the collegiate level. But like, I in, here in New York, you think about like Jeremy Lin, right? Like next man up. Like right. you get an opportunity, boom. Then all of a sudden you become somewhat of a star, and this is exactly the opportunity that as a kid like him you wait for. But here's what I would say for him. Now, high school football is obviously different than college. College is different than the pros. But in terms of the scale, he's playing on a big level out in California in Bellflower, St. John Bosco High School. They've played some of the bigger schools across the country. I mean, it's a, it's a big high school program. So the stress level for him 
is it going to be there? Plus, he's already played in the ACC before, so he knows what the expectations are. DJ Ui Angalele. That's yeah, okay, it, all right, Ui all right. We That's know you can say it again. It. Say it again. Ui Angalele. Ui Angalele. Ui Angalele. Ui Angalele. DJ, man. That's Ui Angalele. DJ from Cali. Yes. I'm good. Ui Angalele. No. Just stop, Jay. <laughs> DJ at QB. Try to be better. On Saturday. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.